Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is episode 103 on January 12th, 2022. I did it right, I did the year right. My name is Sarah and I am here with Tyler. How are you, Tyler? I'm great, Sarah. How are you? Oh, I am fine. What makes you great? I don't know, why not? Um. Why not ought to be great? <laughs> <laughs> Cancel your greatness. Oh, okay. Um, what's shaking, Bacon? <laughs> well, I thought... Um, I thought that we'd, not that this is a big deviation from our usual format, because we usually start each episode by saying what we've been up to in the past week or so, mm-hmm. what we watched, what we played. I figure we'll try and condense it into like a, I don't know, like a small 10 minute segment and oh. we'll just call it like our weekly recap or something. Oh, we're changing it up. I see how it is. Okay. And I feel like since the new year started, we've been a little more productive in our... You definitely have, and I am slacking. I will 100% admit that, but you are like, you started I'm off impressed. Strong, but yeah, you, I did. Yeah. My first day was strong. <laughs> first day. <laughs> so I guess the first thing we can talk about is um, well, something we did together is we finished a, a miniseries, a short we miniseries. We did. What did we finish? We finished, uh, so we, on, we well, we got a, I got a one month subscription to Crave right now, uh, but we watched uh, Chernobyl. Yes. The HBO miniseries from I don't know, 2018 or 2019. I can't remember what year it was, but. Somewhere around there, yeah. A couple years ago. It's only a five-episode run. Each episode's approximately an hour, so a bit of a smaller time investment than, you know, watching Dope Sick was, just because there's less episodes, but... I felt it almost was hurting because of it, though. Like, it was a good miniseries. I had no knowledge of Chernobyl before going in, and now I know much more than I did. Um, But because it was shorter and we didn't spend time with the characters, I kind of... It was kind of like watching people rather than feeling for people. Like I was watching the world happen and they did try to have emotional scenes that I just was not invested in. I know which one you're talking about, but I still think they did a good job. I mean, really the only two characters you're supposed to care about um, over the, as, as their character arcs develop is the main characters like Valeri and Boris, mm-hmm. especially because they both, minor spoiler here obviously, but they both get sick because of Chernobyl. And yes. they have to deal with the after effects of that throughout the series. Um, but they say in the last episode, like, he was not a great person either. Don't You don't really f- no, I mean, well, want to feel for them anyways. They admitted as much in the last episode when he, when Valeria's character is being sort of interrogated by that KGB yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. He admits all the terrible things he's done as yeah. well. So they're not, but no. I, that's not even the people I, I was thinking about for the emotional scenes. I'm thinking about the pregnant lady and I'm thinking about the boy that had to go out and kill animals mm-hmm. like i felt nothing for either of them i'm just like oh i'm watching your life happen and then i talked to you about the lady how it made both of us like actually angry watching her <laughs> all in all it was a solid like seven out of ten series it wasn't it's probably my least favorite of this kind of genre though mm. um like it's not something i'd watch again right away where i could probably watch dope sick again this year and be satisfied um really eh? but Chernobyl, I I would recommend it, but I wouldn't rewatch it anytime soon. Yeah, I'm not in any rush to rewatch it either. But like I said, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think I thought the acting was great. I really enjoyed most of the writing. Like the last episode was really strong. The last episode, like when I was get, going into the science of it. Yeah. yeah, like how they explain everything and how the whole incident happened. Mm-hmm. That was very well done. Like because I was going into this thinking at episode four that this is a five out of ten series. And the last episode brought it up to a 7 out of 10 series. So it did something right. Yep. So I've been watching stuff on my own since since we started the new year. Um, 
I started watching, I can't remember if I talked about it last week or not, but I started watching that one series on Netflix called Arcane, the League of Legends I don't think you talked about it. I'm curious about it. It's on my to-watch this year list. Yeah, I don't think I mentioned it last week either, but, well, I am I only got three episodes left. It's a nine-episode mm. season. I, th- I think it's there's only one season so far. It just came out last year, but uh, season two, I think, is confirmed to, to begin. So. Yeah, all I hear is good things about it. No, like, I, I was uh, enticed to watch it based on impressions I'd read online. Everybody said the animation was great, mm. uh, which it is. I'll, I'll second. The animation is really good, especially with how much action there is. Uh, in is the it, series is it by somebody like is it by a well-known studio or is it just by netflix like i think it's just by like netflix oh, okay cool yeah. but yeah like but the voice acting is great too mm. and music like everything is really good so far like i said i'm, I'm two-thirds through it so um i like, hope to hope to finish it by next week so i can give a real impre- a series impression on it but yeah because this is like a league of legends series and you're like oh league of legends gross but i've only heard good things about this tv series and the rpg that came out like in December last year, I think I'm interested in both these things, and I've never played League of Legends in my life. I know none of the lore, but and you know none of the lore either. But no. you're getting something out of it, so that's yep. awesome. Yeah, I like it a lot. And in terms of like a couple of rewatches, I'm sort of in the middle of. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know if this is like I feel like this is the sixth or seventh time probably that I've started watching Archer again. Um, I do it just to like sort of cleanse my palate from some of the other series that I'm watching, which are a bit heavier in tone. Like Archer, obviously, is very lighthearted you know, animated spy series. Um, I'm only watching like one episode a day, so it's only like a half hour commitment. I basically just watch one before I go to bed, get a couple laughs in. <laughs> get a couple M&M peanuts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I still think, I, I just finished season one of Archer. I think it's only 10 episodes and I still think, like going back now, I forgot how good season one is. Like it obviously lays the groundwork for all the characters in the series, mm-hmm. but it's just, there's so many good, so many good episodes in season one before it gets a little sillier in the later seasons, but so I'm enjoying that. And then I'm also, uh, re- I started rewatching Person of Interest. Oh, yeah. So How far about, are you in that? I'm only about nine episodes into season nine. one so far. Wow. Yeah. Where have I been? Have I been sleeping? Is that what yeah, you I usually sleep when I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah, I've been watching. The, I'm trying not to obviously watch too many things at once. I don't want to get bogged down. But I feel like if I sprinkle in different types of series, you know. Yeah, you have a good gambit. Like I was thinking about what's so today's the 12th. We said, uh, so I have the trial still from Crave, I think, until the 30th. I was thinking mm-hmm. about maybe starting watching Succession. I was going to say. I, th- I thought I, I can maybe get through two seasons. if I, I'm not going to get through all three seasons by then, probably, unless I really binge it. But at least I can probably get through two seasons and then... Yeah, you told me I hated Succession, so... Well, I don't think you will like it, only because... What was it? What were we watching recently where you said you didn't like any of the characters? Oh, we were, we were watching Mr. Robot, and you hated it. I hate it because everybody is bad and don't cheer for anybody. And I, exa- I feel like that's why you won't like Succession. Because it's a it's a family drama, but the family are all evil in their own ways. Like they're all very bad people. This feels like Yellowstone, also. Uh, I wouldn't compare it that way to Yellowstone, but like when I listen to you watch, you, you don't like Yellowstone because of the setting. No, like, I'm, that's not my kind of so. setting. Yeah, I don't know. I might just watch an episode while you have the um, subscription. Yeah, see if you like it. Uh, so that's pretty much all I've been watching. I haven't really watched any new movies recently, to be honest. I, I'm thinking about it, but I keep going back to these other series I've been watching. So I just haven't really had time for to you know rent anything on the cineplex store or mm-hmm. watching the new on netflix at the moment um luckily like january isn't too big for like movie like movie theater releases that's good because so, they're not open <laughs> exactly well that's yeah i'm not so i'm not tempted to see anything and i'm also not really tempted to rent anything new i can wait so mm. yeah we'll see how that goes um what have you i know you haven't really been watching anything uh other than what we already discussed have you been what have you been playing lately only Animal Crossing New Leaf. 
It's a Picross, right? And well, I've been playing Picross so much because I've been watching awesome games done quick. Oh yeah, well we'll talk about that in a second. But let's yeah. just continue with what you're doing. So yeah. I, I know you. What was it on the weekend when you started playing um, Trails in the Sky? I did. Oh, that was awesome. Like I keep wanting to go back to that. I just have been feeling like poopsicles, so <laughs> I haven't been like in the mood to sit down and play an RPG. But it was awesome. I think it was last Sunday, maybe Saturday, where you were like my reading buddy mm-hmm. like i started the game and you were just reading everything to me because that like when you're playing an rpg the bulk of the text dump is at the beginning yeah like and i know like the first two hours or two or three hours of the game are always text heavy yes. so i tried to get you through that speed you through that so you could yes because so helpful because that's one of my biggest barriers of entry to an rpg is mm-hmm. it's like oh my gosh i'm going to be spending two days just reading the tutorial right uh and that's yeah such a such a like downer when i start a new game so it usually stops me but tyler doing that for me i'm ready to go back in there um so yeah whenever i i stop feeling blah i will definitely start again but i've been supplementing with miku picross for now <laughs> you're still doing you're playing your paper mario once a week with lucas that's true we've been playing origami king i was stuck uh i looked up on an faq how to get past it i say the game is bad and not me for that uh and uh yeah the game got good again so as you mentioned, uh, well, I guess something else technically you've been watching this week since Sunday is the new uh, the Awesome Games Done Quick that started uh, this past Sunday. Yes. And it runs for, well, it runs till the end of Saturday, right? Basically Saturday at midnight or whatever. Yep. 24-7 um, for seven days, raising money for PCF, Prevent Cancer Foundation. Yeah. It looks like they're, at the time of this recording, they're just over, just, just broke the million dollar barrier. It's the first donations. time on a Wednesday they've made it this much money. Like well, by Wednesday. I've been reading impressions online about some of the other runs I haven't watched yet either because they were... Oh, you know, I've watched almost all the runs except for mm-hmm. the ones in the middle of the night. What have you been reading? <laughs> well, I'm just reading people's impressions on like which ones are worth going back and watching if you uh, missed them. Like someone said the, the Super Mario Galaxy race was really yes, good. Yes, that was a good... The Gongi Gong Country race was good too. Yep. I also heard that... Uh, I don't think it was a race, but was that one? Pumpkin Jack? I heard that was I one. watched Pumpkin Jack. Yeah. I stayed up to watch Pumpkin Jack and that was he beat the world record by like three minutes. That was a crazy run. Uh, there's another one yesterday I think that I read was really good. I can't remember what it was. The the Lightning Returns, not Lightning Returns, goodness oh, gracious. Final the Final Fantasy 13, 13 was okay. Yeah. Wasn't there a Near Automata race? Near Automata race. Um, yeah, that brought back memories. Hmm. Um, but the one that was really good today was the Pokemon Crystal Randomizer. Oh, yeah. That was like so funny and it it's going to be the meme of <laughs> the, all of AGDQ. Really? Eh? It will be. It has, it has meme-worthy moments. We didn't even explain what AGDQ is. I guess we did. I'm sure we haven't talked about it in the past. Like Maybe. Other, well, okay. So, be, well, as you already mentioned, it's a, it's a basically a week long, a 24 uh, 7. It's a bunch of people. I mean, is there terminology besides speedrunners? Or is it just. No, it's, it's basically speedrunners. Okay. So, speedrunners. Basically, the intention is you play a game. Like, these people live these games. They play them so mm-hmm. many times that they know them like the. They know them so well that some of them can even do them blindfolded. That's how crazy yes. it is. Like, they literally just play this game nonstop and, and learn how to break the game. Some games have glitches where they can break the game intentionally. Sometimes it's just a matter of, like, like literally, like, running past all the enemies in the game to try mm-hmm. and, like, or it's knowing how to manipulate the game systems to level up and, yeah. and beat the bosses faster and stuff like that. It's yeah. it's cool to see, especially when you watch some of the old retro games. Or games that you've played before. Like, I've played yeah. Final Fantasy thirteen and I spent, like, 60 hours on it where yesterday he beat it in all, less than five hours, and I'm like... Wow. And he, he's not like even breaking the game. He's just optimizing so well yeah. that he can run past almost all the enemies, know the proper enemies to level up and just go for it. Like it's it's crazy. Um, same with I beat Donkey Kong Country 2 last year 
and it was just like wow you feel really bad when you had trouble on something and they just blow by it but yeah it is a, it is a really fun marathon uh, they have a schedule online if you want to tune in um but yeah i think there's like a bid war tonight for majora's mask or or queen of time yeah it looks like majora's mask is winning right now interesting everybody wants to see the happy mask salesman <laughs> do you know if any of the other streams are up on the videos are on demand yet or have you checked uh, i think they've been slowly putting them up yeah i think they're up okay. to, t- to tuesday's ones now already That's good. So. yeah and uh going back to i guess what i've been playing since the start of the new year um i have been uh dedicated to playing trying to get through at least a chapter a day of guardians of the galaxy on ps5 yeah, how's that still going? Great. So I'm on I'm on chapter twelve right now. So if I, again if I play my one chapter today, I'll keep my quota. <laughs> um, no, it's great. It's uh it's starting to get into the final quarter of the game. Um, so it's starting to pick up. Well, not pick up. I should say the it's the, the climax starting to pick up. You you can tell there's like an end in sight. So, mm. but no, it's it's great. Like it's a really strong game. I'm really impressed with the writing, the voice acting, the even the combat. I've started to come around on. Whereas initially I thought it started out pretty basic and, and generic. Now it's starting to get some more depth and levels to it so i know you had like a down chapter though did it recover after that it did yeah okay. that was the most combat heavy chapter so far where i was starting mm-hmm. to get a little annoyed um especially because i died a couple of times when i thought it wasn't my fault i just got kind of overwhelmed by the right the system but uh no it's, it's been much better since then uh awesome the boss fights don't feel like uneven or uh, mm. or too harsh you know right um but yeah no it's really good I'm all, and then also on the side you know i mean again to be honest you'd, you'd probably be proud of me i yes probably. i have i have been playing I would say since the start of, well, again, we're only 12 days into the new year, but ever since the start of the new year, I'd say I've played maybe a total of total of like three or four hours of MLB and maybe maybe like eight or nine hours of Apex. Like it's not a lot. It's I, 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 I jump in Apex for a few matches a day. MLB I'm not really touching anymore because there's not really much a point. There's nothing to yeah. do anymore um they've they've, they've wound it down they're getting ready for the new version i hope <laughs> it sounds like normal human numbers yeah right <laughs> so besides playing guardians of the galaxy um i also started i downloaded a couple of games the other oh, day yeah. um so uh I, I haven't touched the one yet so i won't mention it but the one i did pl- put a couple hours into uh was i because I, I saw someone else playing it on youtube and it reminded me of how good the game was i mean it came out like 15 years ago i think or 16 years ago uh it was, it was called bully um, they came out on the ago? 15 years ago did it came out, they came out what ps3 360 generation it so wasn't p it didn't ever came out on ps3 it was ps2 ps2 sorry and then 360 got yeah. it yeah yeah i think i only played on 360 ps2 yeah it might be 15 years old that's crazy but yeah so so the version i'm playing that i downloaded through the ps5 it's like the it's oh, the ps2 version yes like it it's is. not the, it's not the we have the 360 version also. or something what i call it scholarship edition yeah. of the they you should have downloaded the other edition on the 360 nah, on the i'm not working with the graphical upgrade that way it still plays good so even mm. the PS2 version, but so that's that's a good that's a that's a rock star game. Yes. For those that don't know, that came out um, the GTA but, people. Yeah, the GTA people exactly. And then um, I also the other day I asked you about if we had a game, and you said, "Oh yeah, you bought it because it was on sale recently." So on on the Switch, I downloaded uh, the the Grandia HD collection. Grandia it, is a series of RPGs. I was just thinking, it's funny how I've got Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. I got Grandia for myself, and yet I'm not using them, and you're using them better than I am, and that makes me sad and happy. <laughs> sad and happy. <laughs> well, at least someone's using them. Exactly. But yeah, I know. I really wanted to like the Grandia collection comes with the first two games of the series, and um, I know you've beaten two on Dreamcast. I don't know if you've ever beaten one. I never beaten one, so unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't jump into one. I jumped back into two because. <laughs> <laughs> two is just comfort food. Two, two. I enjoy the story. I enjoy the combat and the music. Everything about two is nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like a Grandia two and Final Fantasy ten because they came mm. out roughly around the same time were like the two games that actually got me into RPGs when I was younger. It's the last time you've been in an RPG too. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I'm playing right now. Um. I hope to finish. Like I said, if I keep on track, I should be able to finish Guardians by uh by next week, and then I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna move on to after that. I'm proud of you though. Thanks. You're doing great. I'm trying to keep up. I know I'm, I mean, it's a little unfair because I know you're going to bed earlier because you don't feel well and I'm usually staying up later and playing. So that's why I've been a bit more productive, but. Yeah. I wish I was like you. <laughs> <laughs> so I do, uh, since I guess we can kind of lead into this since what we just talked about. Um, I kind of want to talk, I want to talk, it's going to be a two part conversation tonight about, about video games. Okay. Other video games. <clears throat> the first part would be sort of nostalgia based since we've already discussed me playing older games again. Mm-hmm. And the other part is um, sort of touching on how gaming, like how we how we access gaming nowadays has, has evolved from what we were used to as kids to, to what, what it is today, to what our kids are growing up with. Okay. So, for example, like I said, you know, it's funny to see the comparison. I mean, I'm, I'm playing Guardians of the Galaxy at the moment, a game that just came out in 2021. Yeah, fresh. Which is like, and it's a, like it's a graphically, it's a great looking game. It's as good technically probably as like a ps5 game can be right now except i got you well you downloaded the ps5 version i did get the ps5 version oh nice 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 um and then the flip side you know uh like i said i could i could play something like bully the ps2 version of bully which is Mm. 16 years old at this point and it looks i mean it looks like a ps2 game (laughs) you know and and the controls are obviously very antiquated and, Mm. and, and generic um or even something like Grandia, which again got like a little bit of a fresh coat of paint but it still just looks like a sprite based like rpg from 20 years ago just made accessible really yeah so but it's funny how just like obviously games 20 30 years ago obviously were much simpler by design mm. not to say that i mean you still appreciate the work that went into making them at the time with the technology that was provided oh yeah for sure it's just crazy to think how much more like and it's there's a reason why like it's why you don't blame why you don't see that many big triple a games anymore outside of the big you know microsoft and sony and nintendo have their big franchises that they continually put out games for but it's hard to get a unique big budget gaming experience anymore because of the the time and then the effort that's going into it and you know like it was easier back in the day to for a developer to you know put out four or five quality games in a generation and nowadays you get to take rockstar for example they could do it but they're perfectly content to just put out like one game per generation at this point and just well there's the a reason for that though well yeah i'm just saying like or even the same with activision like yeah like call of duty they change it up a little bit each year but it's not like it's a huge overhaul of the series oh gosh no and they have warzone yeah they, both of these companies needs you mentioned have a, an online portion that rakes in money <laughs> so <laughs> they don't really need to make anything new they can just kind of live out the cash cow i was thinking like you and i talked about this i think on the weekend we were reading something online and how people are just saying that like yeah everybody's familiar with the idea of having a backlog it's almost impossible not to have a backlog nowadays because even if you don't buy a lot of games even if you're just subscribed to a service like whether it's like whether you're subscribed to Game Pass or whether you're subscribed to PlayStation Plus and you get the few free games you download each month or put mm-hmm. them in your library. I mean, you accumulate a backlog whether you really want to or not. Or if you have like, one of, what is it, an Epic subscription or... Oh, Humble Choice. Humbles. Amazon. Yeah. So you get to the point where sometimes, I think the term I saw used was like analysis paralysis. Yes. Right? You, sometimes I'm you overthink, see. like when you're between games or you just beat a game, you're like, okay, what should I move on to next? Mm-hmm. And you just, you have so many choices and you feel bad about like, you know, jumping into a game for 
you know, five, six, eight hours and then realizing, eh, I don't know if I like it because mm-hmm. then, yeah, you could easily just bounce off it, but you feel like, you know, you probably just waste Because for us nowadays, compared to when we were younger, time time is more essential when you, you want to plan out your time efficiently when you're trying to game. Mm-hmm. Or, or even when it comes to watching movies, but we're talking about gaming right now. So we'll stick to that topic. Uh, but I've come to the point now where I'm okay with buying experience <laughs> as a DLC. <laughs> like we were talking about... Um, Oh gosh. Assassin's we, Creed. Assassin's Creed and how I absolutely adore the new like Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla. Like they're all great, but they are huge games, like 80 hours to 100 hours, and I love their gameplay, but I will I I am now realizing I am too old and will never get through this backlog. How can I optimize my time by spending 10 extra dollars to level up faster and have my time in the game? I have I used to poo poo these these um these what would i call Short, it shortcuts i guess you can call yeah it. shortcuts um it felt like dirty dlc sure. but now i'm like i'm okay with this yes thank you very much for having this in your game i was thinking again like okay go back to when we were you know six seven eight years old so i guess for us that would be like the what super nintendo and maybe yep. n64 generation depending on what you're looking at but mm-hmm. concept still stays so you'd be so excited when whether it was birthday christmas or even just um, you know, you had an allowance or something, you saved up some money, your parents take you to Toys R Us or mm. or whatever it was, Zellers, you know, back <laughs> in the day, Walmart, I guess Walmart, I don't know, but you know, you go in, you buy your new game, which again, people, you want to go back and look at, if people like to think that games nowadays are expensive, they were still just as expensive back then. Like you pay, oh, buying, yeah. buying a Super Nintendo or, or an N64 game was still like 80, 90 bucks. Dude, that would, like a new like, game would cost me like three months of paper money. Right. And that was the point. But, and again, because games, for the most part, games were much shorter back then compared to what they are nowadays. True. But at the same time, so you so you want to get your money's worth. So when you bought a new game, you know, and you're, you're, you're driving home, uh, your, your parents are driving home, I should say, your parents are driving <laughs> you home, you're driving home. Uh, and, you know, and you're in the back of the car, you're usually reading through the instruction manual. You want to, you know, you're so hyped to go home and play that game. And you just, you, you, especially if you got it on like a weekend or something, you're probably just going to sit there all weekend or get up early the next day and just play that game nonstop, right? And, you know, it's, it's, oh, yeah. You play the crap out of that game. You oh, know yeah. up front and back. Yeah. Like you beat it. Then you start up and you beat like, it again. Or you beat it on a different difficulty. Or you... you a know. good example is like yeah. I got Pokemon. Uh, like any Pokemon that comes out nowadays. I catch the... I, I finish the game. I get all my gym badges. I beat the Elite Four. I'm done the game. Back in the day, I was like catching all the 150 Pokemon. Getting the 151 Broken Game Mew. Like getting missing numbers. Like I would do literally everything in that game. And... Nowadays, I'm just like, oh, check mark. I beat the champion. I'm done. Let's move on. So, it's like sad. I said, there's there's nothing wrong with the current format that people like. People have so many options at their disposal to pick up and play games whenever they want. But it just feels like you don't get those kind of special game experiences anymore that no. really stick with you. You beat a game, you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm moving on to the next one. Or you stop halfway through. I'm not feeling this anymore. I'm gonna stop. And you know, which is fine. You don't want to waste your time in something you're not enjoying. But it just, I don't know. It just gaming in this for us. And it's not just because we're older, but I just feel like gaming, even for Lucas's demographic, he's going to grow up in a very different landscape than we did. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like but I think we're doing a good job of tempering those expectations. Like, we don't give him a dozen games at a time to play. He still goes back and replays games all the time. Like, his he Kirby games. An, he has an and, obsession with, like, deleting his save file and just yeah. restarting. Like, I don't know how many times he's beaten Kirby um, Star Allies mm-hmm. and, like... Or Planet Robobot. Planet Robobot, yeah. Triple Deluxe. Like he has zero problem with deleting a save and starting over and mm-hmm. beating it like 
That's great. At the same time, in between our collection of physical games that we have in the bedroom, and plus all the games they've got downloaded on a Switch, and all mm-hmm. the Game Boy games and, and Nintendo 3DS games, he, he mm-hmm. can play whatever he wants. You know, he's got oh many, yeah, he's got he's, choice. he's got many more options than we did at his age. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and it's just yeah, I don't know. I, I there's something like cool about that in a way that kids have so much easy ways to access all these great games and especially like with indie indie developers making small games something like you know like doesn't like dicey dungeons that he enjoys right oh he loves it and it cost me like five bucks right but he adores that game so yeah so you can get budget titles where kids can still spend tons of hours on them um but i feel like for us having so much games at our disposal are so easy to get them like on playstation mm-hmm. plus or uh, game pass that our experiences are kind of hollow in a way yeah you still i mean you still can get special game experiences i mean like uh like i said i i will i think i will look back fondly on my like later this year i'll look back on my time with guardians mm. as long as the game doesn't completely like fizzle out at the end <laughs> i don't it think it strong, does but no i think it should have a strong impression but yeah i'm trying to think of like what's the game i played in the last couple of years like an actual like a story game i'm talking about like mm, apex story, or okay, okay. like a story game that's actually stuck with me in the last few years now last of us too well yeah yeah, Last of Us 2 definitely would be a good example. That's one that... But I was going in kind of expecting that. I was trying to think of one that kind of like unexpectedly blew me away. You know what I mean? Oh, I know you started one, but I don't think you finished it. And what would that be? Red Dead Redemption 2. Well, it's another one I was hoping would hook me in. And for every reason, I think, again, it might have just been based on other games catching my attention at the time. Mm. I will go back to Red Dead Redemption 2. But again, like as we established Something that on a previous podcast, that was, that's a long game to get into. Yeesh. So. I don't know, I'm trying to think of just like a short, like, like you go back to like the previous generation, like the, I shouldn't even say, I keep, okay, two generations ago, I guess <laughs> at this point, the PS3, 360 generation, you had special games like Bioshock or mm. even like, or hidden gems like Spec Ops that I really enjoyed. Oh, you love Spec Splinter, Ops. Driver? Splinter, Splinter Cell Blacklist, Driver San Francisco. Yeah. I love those games. Yeah. I don't get, I didn't get that many of those experiences on the PS4 generation. No, um, well, not the last Last of Us, Uncharted 4. Well, it's, it's Sequelville. Right, exactly. In terms of like unique, like new IPs and stuff. It doesn't exist. Well, they do exist. It's just, for some reason, those games didn't, I don't know, didn't do it for They don't get talked about enough. And you stop listening to podcasts, really. But do you feel like the last generation is when what we've been discussing really sort of ramped up all the different options? Like, yeah, you had a lot of options during the PS3, 360 generation, but I didn't really, I don't know, it felt different then. Nowadays, it just feels like there's so many free digital games being thrown at you and sales all the time. Oh, for sure. Like, I've been giving you the whole Tomb Raider collection. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting you talk about this now because people are really getting into the um, like getting excited for the fact that PlayStation is going to have their own Game Pass kind of thing supposedly soon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why this year I I looked at my backlog and I said, you know what, I don't need Plus, I don't need Game Pass, I don't need more games to give me analysis paralysis. So I canceled them. So now I can't play any of the down- the PlayStation Plus games, and I feel better for it. I wanted to spend time with the things I actually like was looking forward to like I would pre-order things and they would come in the mail and be like oh just add it to the pile and I would just move on to something else and it's like no I need to look at the things that I have purchased and spend time with it or trade it in and it's funny too in in another way of like this isn't even really related to playing games per se but like I'm trying to think like 10-12 years ago when you and I loved collecting physical games like we loved going to the used game stores and finding rare games that was and, a good date night exactly or buying games that we you know like we grew up with like retro games like i said even if we didn't intend to play them right away just to have them in our collection yes and then you sort of went through a reverse phase i think after we got married where you yeah. sort of like sold out you sold off some of your collection well i did because a lot of the stuff came digital and i'm like right. well i'm not gonna we moved so many times that it's like 
I don't want to keep lugging these games around. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. going to sell them, buy the digital version. And now they're thinking of, like, delisting the digital version. So, haha, Sarah. But, yeah, the digital world is a scary one. Mm-hmm. But I, I understand where you're coming from where, like, when did this start? I think it started when we got married. Like, the digital revolution where PlayStation Plus happened mm-hmm. and Xbox Live ramped up um, and then turned into these free game bills like out free gaming each other every month like everybody's always excited for the end of the month being like oh what's the february games for xbox what's the february games for playstation plus like oh no what's leaving game pass Mm -hmm. like it is it is definitely an event who can have the better games and on the twitters who can complain more about (laughs) the competitors like i said i know we intend to keep this video game focused but it's hard for me not to loop back to like movies and and the way i watch the way i Mm -hmm. consume that kind of entertainment too because again it goes the same discussion can be had for how we watch movies nowadays or TV shows, everything. There's so many different services nowadays and different ways to watch shows. I miss the old days of just going to the actual video store, whether it was Blockbuster or we have a local equivalent that we call that's entertainment where, you know, I go in and just walk around, like, you know, just I didn't have anything in mind. Just walk around. Like, oh, that, that looks cool. I'm going to rent a couple movies, you know, two for one that day and go home and watch a couple movies and, just you know you discovered more that yeah, way exactly. where now like you turn on your xbox like the you're gonna get five triple a games and that's it that's all you're gonna see there's no discoverability mm-hmm. um where you go to uh like that's entertainment you you look at a, a movie case there's only one of them there you're like oh okay who's in this oh i know that person okay i'll pick that up like, like it's something you've never seen you know it blows my mind and again i'm not like this but i, I read an article online the other day where someone uh said I think there was like a link to a YouTube video in it. So I don't, again, I don't remember what, who the creator was or what the what, point of it, the point. Well, I know, I know what the point of it was. The point was that the person, whoever was doing this video was saying that they, because they're so worried about missing out on so many shows FOMO. and movies. Yeah. FOMO. Exactly. That they will intentionally watch shows and movies and stuff on two times speed. Oh, I know so Just, many people that do that or even like three times speed, but it kills me because yeah. Okay. So you're consuming the entertainment faster, but you're not really, you're, well, a you're not absorbing it the way it's supposed to be naturally. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're, you're, so if you're watching a movie two times speed, certain scenes are not going to have the right impact because you're you're not you know they're intentionally made a certain way and you're you're sort of fast forwarding it. Yep. Which again, I know your brain can keep up, but that's not the point. It's you're not you're not getting the same impact. And again, you're just you're you're watching something faster, so you can just dispose of it and move on to the next thing. I found that I do that same thing with podcasts. I listen to podcasts at two times speed. And this year, I decided to dial it back mm-hmm. to like 1.25 speed because I'm just like, I'm not remembering anything these people are saying. I'm just listening it to listen to it and pass the time. Like, mm-hmm. I want to actually remember all these facts that they're saying. So, yeah, I I totally get that. But it is, it is kind of um, the productivity wave has taken over YouTube and Twitter. Like, use your time wisely. So listen to everything faster, do everything faster so we can consume more. Right. Um, and it's just kind of become an epidemic where there's just too much and people get FOMO and it's nobody's actually consuming anything anymore to in, in its intended form. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's just the world we live in nowadays. Right. And, and like I said, I just hope that, uh, I don't know. I, like I said, it, there's pros and cons to it. You, you, we have, I've already said this a few times. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but we obviously have many more many more things at your disposal nowadays to consume entertainment. Uh, it's it's easier than ever. Well, uh, good thing it, it does exist, though, or else you wouldn't have anything to do during COVID. No, for like I said, for sure. Like I'm sure during during the pandemic, the last couple of years, I mean, uh, streaming services and and 
uh, like data providers, everything must be just blowing up like crazy because mm. everybody's at home, right? Um, and I get that. Like, it's, there's been some benefits to that, but I don't know. It's just uh, just something I think about all the time when I'm just like, I I I, I am nostalgic, and even <laughs> sound like old old people. We're really in our mid thirties, or <laughs> well, I'm almost in my mid thirties, but you know, sounding so nostalgic for like twenty, thirty years ago. Oh, all the time. And, just just even like the availability of stuff. Yeah. Like I am sad that. I will never be able to buy a rock band guitar again. <laughs> like that phase has ended in life. Yeah. People have moved on and I will not be able to play this game once this guitar dies. Mm-hmm. So I miss, I'm not just missing out on like a game experience. I'm missing out on like something that is integral to my life experience. And I'm going to finish off with this last point that I, I just remembered. I meant, I forgot to mention earlier, but it kind of makes sense since we've already discussed this so much. The way, the way the world is right now, obviously like everybody knows the last couple of years, partially due to the pandemic, but also just because of supply and demand uh, that like it's hard to get a hold of certain technologies nowadays, like chips, like uh, oh. chips are in shortage for like yep. PC and video game stuff. So obviously everybody knows it's been, I don't want to say impossible, but close to impossible to get a PS5 lately, unless you're paying an arm and a leg. Right. And so I read an article earlier where Sony said to combat the PS5 shortages, they're just, just going to manufacture and sell more PS4s. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> Okay, but how is that fixing anybody's problem? Well, I, they're just, I guess they're just saying that if people want to just play PlayStation per se, not necessarily PS, because obviously they're still making PS4 games, not like PS4. But they're only dead. making PS4 games because they know that people can't well, get I PS5. Think my point is, everybody who wants a PS5 probably either has or already had a PS4. <laughs> yeah, so no, I don't 100%. know who else you're trying to reach there. You know, blew my mind too. The other day, I was reading that. Uh, who was it? Was it? What are the names of like the main people that make like the printer inks, like Canon, Epson? Uh, I think there's one more, but I didn't realize that for years. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but I didn't realize until I read this article that, you know, for years, these chips that are now almost impossible to manufacture anymore because of the supply and demand around the world, but these these little chips that are used for every other piece of technology, cars and video games and everything, they were also put in those printer, the, the disposable ink printer oh, uh, no. cartridges, right? So because... Um, they can't manufacture. They can't keep up with the demand anymore. I read. I can't again. I can't remember if it was Canon or Epson, whichever whichever manufacturer it was. They've actually had to send out the cartridges with without chips. But the problem is when you try and put the cartridge into your printers, it needs a chip, right? So it's the like, manu- so dis- the manufacturers are actually telling people online how to like how to basically disassemble jail- your old ones. Well, no, like how to jailbreak it so that <laughs> you can essentially like break through the DRM coding on the software and use your printer wow <laughs> and like that's what we're at in the world nowadays like i said it's another, it's another thing about the, the technology we take for granted nowadays when we were kids it was so much simpler <laughs> it was it was so <laughs> like, simple we were amazed by simple things you know oh, like it's, it's a disposable camera it's a flip phone it's uh mm. you know and the internet in general i mean anything <laughs> you know anyways so i guess if we're going to pose an email question to the listeners we'll just keep it simple why don't we just say what are some what are some things that you miss from your younger eight days? What do you wish? Do you wish some things were simpler like they used to be? Are you happier with, you know, how easy it is to access technology and entertainment nowadays? Or are there some things that you still wish we could go back to the old school ways? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Give us your thoughts. Any Anything you want to talk about? Uh, what's the email link, Sarah? When opposites react at gmail.com. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I think I'll put a wrap on this episode. Uh, I'll let Sarah get to editing. Maybe watch some more AGDQ. I don't know what's on after this. Uh, well, at the time of this recording, it looks like the thing that's up next is Halo Five Guardians. Oh, good. I'll bet. <laughs> I'm not missing much then. Then you got 
Diddy Kong Racing, oh, I'm Splatoon 2, uh, Zelda, the Zelda Bid War game thing's not going to happen. I'll probably be sleeping. Till, you know, well, you'll be asleep by then, yeah. Anyways, yeah. So th- thanks for listening, everybody. As always, we appreciate your support. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to send us an email about this week's topic or any other topic in the past you want to talk about, we're here to listen. And uh, yeah, we will be back at the same time next week. Bye. Thanks. Bye.